Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman. And one of the wonderful pleasures I have is being able to interconnect with businesses all along the Wasatch Front. That is in my role, uh, working not only as an interviewer and producer in the media, but an on-air uh, talent. I hate that term. So I'll just say personality or I'll just say person. How about that? But what was extraordinary is the other day I was out celebrating the grand opening of a new location in Utah Valley a business location of Planet Fitness. And there I bumped into someone who heads the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce. And it felt so important to be able to help understand, help people understand the role of the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce and how it helps businesses and our community. So joining us today is Becky Erickson. She's with membership and events with the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce. Becky, thanks for being willing to be interviewed today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here with you today, Rebecca. Well, and you brought another incredible woman, Avonlea Jessup. She is the executive liaison and event specialist. Avonlea, thank you for taking time today, too. Thank you. It's great to be with you. All right. So give us first the big picture, the goals of the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce. And how long has there been a Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce? Oh, that's a really interesting question, Rebecca. It actually goes back prior to 2000. Back into the 1970s, 60s and 70s, I think, in fact, some parts of the chamber go back even farther than that when it was called the Provo Chamber of Commerce. And there had, was a name before that that I don't recall right now. I did some research on it some time ago, and unfortunately, I don't remember all of the, the details. But there has been a Chamber of Commerce in Utah Valley for many years. Um, as the valley has continued to grow... The local chambers of commerce uh, in Provo, Orem, uh, now Eagle Mountain, Lehigh, American Fork, Mapleton, Sadequin, Payson, Salem, Springville, all of our, so many of those cities and more have their own or uh, partnered with uh, local communities to form a, their own chambers of commerce. Those local chambers of commerce usually cater to the needs of the local community, ribbon cuttings, new business openings, various talks and seminars and networking events that are specific to those local communities. Our chamber of commerce is called the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce. We've evolved into this overall uh, umbrella chamber, which is focused on public policy that affect both businesses and residents of our valley. And right now, as 
Utah Valley is undergoing tremendous growth, as you know. Um, we are partnering with Valley Visioning and Envision Utah uh, and GoEd and a few others of those large organizations in working with our legislators to create and to uh, influence public policy that will allow us to grow in a, in a good way here in Utah Valley to meet so many different needs that we have. For example, we, we know that Valley Visioning is focused on um, natural resources, education, workforce development, uh, the housing gap, which is, as you know, is, as you've heard, is all of us are hearing, is crazy right now. Oh, it is so difficult and challenging for anybody to get into a house right now. That is a a significant limitation if a business is trying to hire employees, right? They can't bring them into the community if they can't get housing. I can tell you specifics of where that's difficult, but I'll come back to that in a moment. So we've got a natural resource, education, workforce development, housing gap, health system needs, transportation needs, and business development. All of these six committees are, we, they're actually owned by Valley Visioning and Envision Utah, and we are plugged into them. Our, we have committee meetings once a month from about September through the first part of June, and we're especially active, of course, in order to getting things ready for the legislative session, which runs uh, January to March, thereabouts. Um, so those are the committees that we have, that we host, and we have council, Utah Valley councilmen who attend. We have legislators that attend. We have the business and thought leaders of Utah Valley attend those committee meetings for the purpose of helping us address these really critical issues. Well, and, and I'm so glad you did uh, such a great job describing that. You know, uh, this is that was, by the way, Becky Erickson, a membership and events with Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce. We're also joined with Evanly Jessup, who's executive liaison and event specialist with the Utah Valley Chamber. But I'm so glad you took the time to describe that, because if we even go through, you know, my lifetime, we could see um, years ago, each of these little communities, Provo and Orem and Santa Quinn and Spanish Fork were very small communities. Now it feels very much like one interconnected uh, you know, organism, you know, that, that sense of whether it's roadways and, uh, you know, uh, businesses. And also it's so, it, it feels very important to address those type of public issues together and have different people uh, weighing in on that. So that is a great description. As part of that, I know that you also have events that, um, you know, where you welcome the public to attend. Before we talk about some of the future, can we just make mention uh, the mental health care event at Utah Valley University. Who are your partners with that event? You bet. So it's the Mental Health Awareness, Mental Health Services Awareness Night. And it's held at Utah Valley University, um, which is tomorrow, August 19th. Um, And it's a great opportunity for, let's say, students, um, business leaders, health professional parents to come and to learn about the resources available to uh, for mental health in the Utah Valley. Um, there's, there's three tracks. So there's one um, for, for, for parents, one for business leaders, and one for 
education. I think it's educators, yeah. Educators. Um, and our partners there, we have Blue Novus, United Way, um, of course, the Utah Valley Hospital, Intermountain Healthcare, and several others as, as well. It's going to run from 3 to 8 p.m., and if people are interested in attending, they can go to our website, thechamber.org. Can you imagine that, Rebecca, that our website is thechamber.org? <laughs> of all of the chambers in the country, you were able to get thechamber.org. Somebody was quick and very, very bright. And I do understand that the Mental Health uh, Summit uh, will also be recorded, so you can watch for more information about that as well. I, I love that description, too, because that's one of those where you have multiple partners coming at, uh, you know, healthcare providers and businesses and educators and parents all kind of coming together to address a very serious issue, which is mental health and its resources in our community. What is happening uh, in the future with what's called the Executive Summit? Well, before I get to Executive Summit, let me carry on just a little bit with how people can learn more. Once they go to thechamber.org, click on Events, and then scroll down to Calendar. And when they look on the calendar, they should look at the date which is August 19th, and there they will see Mental Health, uh, the Mental Health Summit, and click on that, and that will take them to a link where they can register and see all kinds of additional information. Part of what we're going to talk about today is how to navigate that website so that all the events that we're going to talk about, including Executive Summit, you can read more about it, and you can also register to attend. Uh, not all the events we talk about are going to be actually hosted by the chamber. Some of them are hosted, like in this case, by UVU and Intermountain Healthcare and other people, but we assist with getting the word out as well as providing speakers and and just a lot of other things have to do with these summits. Excellent. So and again, the website is thechamber.org. And the events tab, and then under events, click on calendar. And then you can find the events by date. There are other ways to find things, but this will be the most comprehensive way to see all the things we're going to talk about. Executive Summit is one of my very favorites. We have it once a year. This year, it's going to be held at the Sundance Resort, which is historically the place where we like to hold it. We can only have about 180 attendees there. So seating is limited um, just because of the space available there. And the fire marshal has said that's all we can have in the room. So we have a hundred space for 180. We have many uh, sponsors throughout the valley. Um, the Utah Bank of Utah is our our largest sponsor for that wonderful event. We are so thankful uh, to Arch Newell for hosting this for many years. And we have Wells Fargo. We have uh, so many others. But you can see it when you go to register for these events. You'll see a lot of our sponsors listed on the website. The Executive Summit is intended to bring together Utah Valley executives, executives and leaders, leaders, thought leaders, sometimes they're management, but sometimes they're, they're people that just get around a lot and know a lot of people and have influence in public policy and in their, their wide reach through their companies. And this year, we are so excited to have our keynote speakers of Abby Cox, the First Lady of Utah, and um, we have James Lawrence, also known as the Iron Cowboy, and 
who's our circle? All of a sudden, Stephen <laughs> Stephen J. Lunch, right? Oh, how could I forget Stephen J. Lund of New Skin, and he also happens to be the general young men's president for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. So he'll be talking to us. Can you think of a more diverse group of people? It's extraordinary. And, you know, they're all talented. Abby Cox is one extraordinarily uh, passionate and friendly and inclusive woman. I've listened to her podcast, uh, which I absolutely have loved getting to know her kind of informally uh, through that podcast, besides meeting her on a few occasions. She's very, very inspirational. And then the Iron Cowboy and Stephen Lund. So all of them. And so this is about the the leadership of our community connecting together and leading together. Is that what the Executive Summit celebrates? Yes, uh, it does. And this year, our theme is resiliency and growth. Does that about sum up where we're at coming out of COVID? Absolutely. And it's going to be that way for a little bit, isn't it? We've got the shutdowns that we're trying to come through. We've got this horrendous growth that's going on. Uh, and how is Utah Valley going to accommodate all of these things? I mean, speaking, I said I'd come back to, to have the housing gap. How many of us have children and grandchildren who are graduating from college and trying to find a place to live or newly married and trying to find a place to live? I mean, the, the, two, the $150 to $350 homes, a thousand dollar, $150 to $350,000 homes are scarce. They're very scarce, and so we've got really high-end housing. We are building a lot of what we will call high-density housing. It's actually closer to multi-use housing, where you have both condos, townhomes, and apartments all in the same area. But how many of our kids and grandkids could just go straight into a $750,000 house? It's just not, not reasonable. So how do we get over the idea of not in my backyard, which has permeated really our Utah area for hundreds of years, 200 years? Uh, we didn't. We don't want a tenement building in our neighborhoods. We don't want Harlem here. Harlem is great in New York, but we don't want it here. So how do we accommodate the need for high density housing? Um, and what we've discovered is that a lot of people think, well, we're going to have a lot of transients, we're going to have drug users, uh, people who don't work. You know, uh, it'll be hard on a neighborhood to support uh, that kind of high-density housing. But that's not the reality. The reality is that apartments don't – most people in apartments are not people who are not working. You've got to be able to pay your rent or work through one of the programs that are available in the Utah Valley to help you until you can get on your feet. Most of our people are just out of college, new newlyweds, uh, maybe one or two kids, and they need a place to live. Your grandkids, my kids and grandkids. And so we've got to do more to help city councils approve building codes that will allow high-density housing to be built. Well, and I, I would say, here, here. 
<laughs> uh, because it, it is so very important. And you're describing communities that are built around educational institutions that bring, um, it, you know, bring 18 to 24 year olds into our community. Uh, in addition to those who stay right here, uh, we have one of the youngest uh, populations in the country uh, in Utah. And, and, you know, a vibrant economy uh, makes room and takes advantage of its young uh, and growing population. So I couldn't agree more with you on that. We're talking with Becky Erickson of the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce. She's talking about a number of the events that are going on. One of them was the Executive Summit on October 4th at Sundance with limited seating. And then also talking about some of the public policy issues that have been important to the chamber to work together to tackle. Will the Executive Summit be talking a bit about some of the public policies that uh, that the community needs to lead out on? Yes, that's in resiliency and growth, definitely. Some of our speakers that are additional speakers other than our keynotes will have Lisa Clark there and Brian Fugel, who is Brandon, I'm sorry, Brandon Fugel, who's all about real estate, Governor Herbert and others. We have a women's panel that has is being chaired by Jeanette Bennett, who I'm sure you know. Oh, yep, dear friends. Mm-hmm. Julie Fomer and of the Vineyard Mayor, uh, Provo Mayor Michelle Cafusi. Uh, we have J- Janae Moss, who is the chairman of, of the board for the chamber and very well known in her circles. And we also have Jessica Ebert, who is, is on that panel. So we just have a tremendous lineup uh, of people to come speak to us and inspire us and tell stories and uh, enjoy dinner or lunch. We'll have a lunch in there, snacks, breakfast. It starts at 7.30 a.m. at Sundance on October 4th, and the program begins at 8.30 and will end at about 3.15. Our wrap-up begins at 3, so I'm thinking we'll end at 3.15. And then for those who want to stay and bicycle, Wayne Roberts, our wonderful executive committee chairman, is going to be leading out on anybody who'd like to stay in bicycle. Well, that actually sounds really fun. Provo's been kind of well-known for that ever since uh, was it Mayor Curtis that started riding his bike back and forth to Salt Lake with the Salt Lake mayor <laughs> and, and, and growing in that area. I wanted to make sure I got the correct date. Is this the Executive Summit on October 4th versus the Growth and Prosperity Summit on October 28th? Okay. Yes, and in addition, one of our favorite upcoming events, uh, other than Executive Summit, of course, is the Pillar of the Valley. That's going to be one of the biggest gala events we've had in Utah Valley for a while. We're honoring both Alan and Suzanne Osmond. And they are so many things, right? Not only part of the Osmond family, but the founders of Stadium of Fire and I believe the Freedom Festival as well. So this event, Pillar of the Valley, who can attend and where will it be held? And Avonlea, uh, is this something that you're helping to put together as well, the Pillar of the Valley event? It is. Pillar of the Valley is going to be one of the most remarkable events in the Valley. It is on November 16th. Um, it'll start, so we have a VIP reception that starts at 6, and then the rest of the the reception, the main event, main event will start at 7. Um, it's at the Utah Valley Convention Center in downtown Provo. 
um, it'll be a really fun event, black tie, um, so you can get a dress up, and we'll have um, the entertainment is, uh, how shall I say, it's a collection <laughs> that's being, we're, we're being told about what it's going to be. It's being handled by Nathan Osmond and some of his brothers, Alan's sons, so we're not being told exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be kind of a surprise for some of us. They're such um, extraordinary performers. Uh, you know, Nathan Osmond has more energy than all of the other Osmonds put together. He's just phenomenal uh, on stage. The Osmond brothers, of course. So what an incredible treat that you'll have them be able to perform on that night. I wanted to jump in really quick because as we were talking about the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce and then honoring Alan and Suzanne Osmond on November 16th at this gala, at this event called Pillar of the Valley. When they founded Stadium of Fire, that event has had magnificent impact on the, um, what should I say, like the visibility of Utah Valley in addition to big events. Did you see that, Becky? Absolutely. It, it promotes business. It promotes camaraderie with the residents of the community between BYU and everybody who comes. I was also going to mention Utah Valley is really on the map also because we have two major universities in our valley. UVU is now the largest university in the state. So between UVU and BYU, our student housing needs are incredible. That's one of the reasons we play into the housing gap so well. Uh, because these people graduate, and we want to keep as many of them as we can here. Um, Yes, Stadium of Fire is incredible. It's so fun, but it also brings the whole community together. I would also like to add that Alan and Suzanne are amazing in their philanthropies. So a lot of the proceeds from uh, this color of the valley, from the ticket sales and from the sponsorships, some of that is going to go back into the philanthropies that they they're most dear to them. Uh, Evelyn, do you remember the one that Suzanne has founded? I know one is called One Heart. One Heart. Yeah. For, is that the one with the orphans? I believe so. Yeah. It, I don't know. I, I'm not remembering right now off the top of my head all the things that it encompasses, but it has to do with rescuing orphans. So to so, attend the Pillar of the Valley, you buy tickets, and then a portion of those tickets will go back to the nonprofit or philanthropic efforts that Alan and Suzanne Osmond are, are behind. Is that correct? That is correct. And where do we get those tickets, Avonlea? Yes, so... If you go to thechamber.org, there's also spots for tickets for Pillar of the Valley. Um, On our website, we also have contact information for our internal events team here um, that can help with tickets, sponsorships, and any other questions. So once you get thechamber.org, click on events. If you click on chamber events, our three biggest events will come up. There is the the golf tournament, the the golf classic, which is this month. Uh, That is on September 27th. And then the the second one is Executive Summit, October 4th. And the third one is Color of the Valley, November 16th. And there you can click on the register button and the, the site will just take you through. And if you have any questions at all, don't hesitate to email info at the chamber. 
All right. I, I love that, Becky. We have just about four minutes left. And for those individuals who might be wanting to partner or learn more or participate with the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce, what is the doorway for them? How do they become involved? Well, one of the best ways is to email info at thechamber.org and let, let us know what it is you're interested in, and then we can call you back. Um, I will probably be placing a lot of those phone calls, but Avonlea also takes some of them depending on the event. Uh, We have others here in the chamber that also help. And, uh, of course, Curtis Blair, our president, will more than likely be involved at some some point in the process as well, depending upon the level of engagement that people want to have. We have things everywhere from uh, $1,500 memberships up to $20,000 memberships. Just depends on what your level of engagement desires are. If you want to participate in the events that go on uh, having to do with uh, meetings, committees, and that sort of thing, uh, that's a different level than if you just want to get your name out on and have your name on logos. You can be a bronze sponsor or a snack sponsor at Executive Summit, and it costs less and uh so there's lots of opportunities for engagement with the chamber or in sponsorships, which has to do with getting your logos on programs and things like that. I'm glad that you were able to express that so comfortably too, Becky, because with the pandemic, we know that businesses have been hit hard. And in particular, a lot of local businesses have been uh, hit hard, not just in Utah, but across the country. And there's been more and more uh, needs to interconnect, to network, to share problem-solving solutions, to be able to buoy each other and promote each other and cross-promote each other to help uh, navigate these challenging waters. So even more important, the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce. What a delight. Avonlea Jessup, the executive liaison event specialist. No doubt you'll see here at all of the events that we just described, right? From Executive Summit to uh, Pillar of the Valley and uh, beyond that as well. And Becky Erickson uh, over membership and events with Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce. The website, again, easy to remember, but get Becky, give me one more time. Thechamber.org and emailing us is info at thechamber.org. Oh, terrific. You guys have a beautiful day and thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Thank you. Hey, you guys knocked it out of the park. Way to go. (laughs) I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.